here and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, and joining me today, a brand new guest. I am so excited to dig, dig in some topics here with the founder of Scrappy AF Solutions. Absolutely love that name. Colton Biner, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, man, right on. Appreciate you having me on the show. For sure, for sure. So I want to jump right in because uh, as I was reading up on you, learning a little bit about it, I had read where you had said that you like marketing with some stank on it. Now, mm. I, I got to be honest with you, I can't wait to hear about this. So can you tell me a little bit about what you mean? Sure. Well, as you may guess from the name of the company, um, I do like to have uh, a name and a tagline that starts conversations because I think that's what marketing is all about. Yeah. And uh, marketing with some stank on it uh, is really, <laughs> you know, just about putting it's about putting an extra effort into it. It's about using a little more creativity. It's about being scrappy. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, the, I think that the some of the sports metaphors for putting some stank on it, you know, when you're, you're driving the golf ball or you're, you're, you're pitching uh, the baseball, that type of thing, you're shooting the free throw, just that extra. Yes. I'm going to make this, I'm going to crush this. So yeah. um, I think that having that energy, having that enthusiasm, bringing the creativity and the scrappy tactics, that's what that's all about. I love it. And I think that it, it really is. I think when you uh, are creating a campaign, having sort of a different mindset from the beginning, I think not only does that put your own team at, in a different mindset, but I think it also helps, at least for me, uh, it helps my clients understand what I'm about. Because it, like, I think somebody who is super conservative and super, you know, not creative, they're not going to be attracted to marketing with stank on it. Am I right? They're not. <laughs> okay. true. Yeah, it's true. That's it's some self-editing is probably good there. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like you with your team, uh, you also maybe don't have it as your slogan, but it sounds like you're also committed to putting some stank on it. <laughs> I am very committed. I am now. I am now. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love it. All right, cool. So I want to get to know you a little bit. Um, sure. And so I'm curious to know, and I ask this of entrepreneurs and leaders and marketers about who they find for inspiration. So mm -hmm. who are some people that inspire you to be better? You know, in the space of business, um, some names, uh, authors that we would probably recognize, Jason Jennings, uh, Lawrence Houghton, th these, are, these are names that inspire me. Um, companies that have inspired me, I look at, um, you know, what's, what's happened with the insurance industry sort of generally, uh, where you've got Geico and Allstate, State Farm, they've taken a super dry uh, topic and, and uh, business area, and they've made it entertaining. They've engaged mm. us in a way that, you, you know, 20 years ago, you wouldn't have expected to think humor would be that tightly associated with uh, a space in our lives that's normally associated with tragic events, honestly. Right, yeah. Uh, so that's a huge win and I think majorly inspirational. And then also um, some, of the, some of the big, bold campaigns that I've seen from, you've got like uh, the, the Always Like a Girl campaign, the Dove mm. Choose Beautiful campaign and Nike's Dream Crazy campaign I think are all massively inspiring. Hmm. Now, going off off topic just a little bit, are you a fan of those kind of messages where they kind of lift you up? Um, oh, yeah. You like that kind of marketing? I really do. I, I think that you know these days, if you as a brand haven't really conveyed purpose, you're going to lose two things: you're going to lose access to great employees, and you're mm -hmm. going to lose access to great market. Because, I, I mean with my ability as an individual to start my own business, run my own thing with all the tools that I have access to with my unprecedented access, yeah. I can make purpose happen in my own life like that. And, yeah. and if I'm out there now looking for ways to 
either spend my time as an employee and career or companies that I'm going to spend my money on. If you just have a job or you just have a product and you don't have any purpose, well, I can get a job with purpose right there and there and there tomorrow. And I can buy a product that's tied to purpose there and there and there today. Hmm. Yeah, that's a super interesting point. I think so many times, especially as marketers, we do think of um, sort of marketing the purpose side of it. And I've seen companies do that well and do it poorly. But your point about getting employees is a great one. Uh, you know, I think that um, having a company uh, that has a mission or purpose really does help to attract and retain. I think you're right. And, and getting employees these days has, has become increasingly a struggle. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, part of that is COVID related, but part of it is, as the, as a lot of people experience the separation and break that they got yeah. you know, through COVID, they're in a reevaluation sort of mindset and going, yeah. you know, what am I doing exchanging my life energy in this way? And what <laughs> yeah. other ways can I do it? So the marketer's job now, I think, is twofold. Sure, you're, you're growing audience awareness, driving business, driving top of funnel, but you also need to support on the recruiting side that your organization warrants someone coming in with a lot of talent, share that talent with us, right? It's, yeah. it's twofold now. Yeah, that's it's a great point. I, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so what I'm curious, what are some tips that you give people uh, for whether it's your team, whether it's your customers for growing, whether it's personally or professionally, what are some tips you give? Well, great. So as we were talking about a second ago with this unprecedented access, mm -hmm. um, it's all there and it's all on the internet. We, we have access now to knowledge and talent and productive capacity and capital and audience and tools of creation that, I mean, 20 years ago, were only available to billion dollar corporations. Um, yeah. So, you know, take the time to familiarize yourself with how empowered you are now. Mm -hmm. the, that's on, on the personal basis. Um, you know, I think about it like on the professional side, um, I say increase your capacity for creativity. <clears throat> and there's mm -hmm. definitely ways to do that. Creativity can be increased uh, much like athletic ability can be increased, there's exercises, tools, practices, lots of material out there on how to increase your productivity, uh, sorry, your, your creativity. And in, in, a, in an era, if you will, that has this much opportunity for combining ideas to create new things, I believe it is the, the businesses and the individuals that have grown their creative capacities that will really seize the opportunity that's present today. Mm, man, I think that's great. I love the idea of, of sort of developing creativity like a muscle. I think that, that there's there's tons of truth to that. Um, I think sometimes we think that I, I, when people look at creatives on the outside, they think, well, they, they're going to run out of creativity. And mm -hmm. it's like, I, I find that to be almost the opposite. Like the more yeah. I, I stretch that muscle, the more I see ideas and things like that. So I think that's, that's a super good point. Final question for you. Um, and yeah. again, back to the marketing side of things. Um, so what are some mistakes that you see mm. other organizations making when telling their story? And, you know, when, when you're meeting with them, how do you talk to them about fixing that? Wow. I think that the, the, the biggest mistake that I'm going to see today has to do with the biggest opportunity, which, which is about being purpose-centered. I think that mm. the businesses who, who figure out purpose-centered are going to find themselves differentiating in terms of success in the same ways that businesses that adopted digitization early, like really leapfrogged over their competition, the same mm -hmm. ways that those who got into web 1.0 and 2.0 and social media, the ones who figured that out dominated their competition. And I believe that will be exactly what happens with the businesses that figure out how to be authentic about purpose. Mm -hmm. 
So the converse of that, the big mistake is uh, not being authentic about purpose, <laughs> being, being an organization that's, that's got the platitude on the wall that got everybody in the company to memorize the, the slogan or the, the purpose statement, but didn't genuinely operationalize. And I, I think the reason that that's gonna be the big mistake is because the radar that the consumer and the employee, like we were talking about, have these days has become so finely tuned that they can spot BS like that. Yeah. And what I mean by opera, operationalizing purpose is, are you measuring all your executives on how, how they're moving to really affect the purpose of your organization out in the world? Are, are there metrics tied to it? Uh, is my job performance measured by it? When we're in there as a board, we're talking about, sure, the next quarter in terms of growth, in terms of revenue, did we talk about it in terms of purpose? Unless you're really being genuine about purpose, the mistake will be that you have some pretty saying on the wall, but your audience and your employees will recognize that's not real. And, mm -hmm. and for the companies that attempt to, to fake it, it will be disastrous. Yeah, no, I think that is that spot is so funny. As soon as you started talking about that, I was like, um, you know, I it's, it, it, sometimes you think of it from like a Fortune 500. Sometimes you think of it from a small entrepreneurial. And I think my mind went small entrepreneurial and it's like, OK, mm -hmm. so pick the thing that you guys are already passionate about. Don't try and build a new thing. And that goes to that idea of authenticity. Right. Yeah. Like This is something that we're already passionate about. Tell that story and live that. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's sort of what you're saying, right? It, it really is. And, and what you'll have is, yeah, everybody wants to capture a huge market share. I get it. But new things are coming out so, so fast and so often that that's going to be very fluid. If you have captured your audience with their alignment with your purpose, right? You've created some real attachment point with them. They'll go beyond being just your consumer. Mm. They'll be your fan and your advocate and advocate. your evangelist, yeah. and, and they will be less fickle in terms of who they buy from tomorrow and next week because they're about who you are, not just what you sell. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, it feels almost old school to say this now, but it, it does go to the start with why uh, thing. This yep. is a book that Simon Sinek wrote Simon many Sinek, years yeah. ago. Yeah. So, it's so true. Uh, well, Colton, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. This has gone super quick and um, I really appreciate you jumping in here today. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for the time. It's been fun. Thank you. Awesome. We'll do it again sometime. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time.